Warning, this podcast contains mature themes, coarse language, and hella spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Going to university is a great way to gain new perspectives. We're going back to school this week on Love and Horror. Well, thank God we're not actually going back to school because that part of my brain is over. Done. I quite enjoyed school, like always. Um... Not so much in, like, elementary and high school, because I just didn't like, like, the social aspect of school, but I like learning things and getting new office supplies. I loved, I loved going, like, back to school time, back to school shopping and stuff. I loved it. And my mom loved it. That was her, she loved to take us back to school supply shopping. Because she knew that you were getting the fuck out of the house soon. (laughs) No, she even, like, when my niece was growing up and stuff, it it was, Baba took her every year to get her school supplies and, um... Yeah, she just loved it. And I, so I'm like, I, I came by my love of, like, stationery, honestly. Ah, yes. But um, a few years ago now, I took a a post-secondary course, like, a, online evenings and oh, weekends yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, it just about killed me. I was yeah. like, I don't remember how to study or, like, mm, I just, yeah. my, my memorizing part of my brain also... Pause for, hold for rant about memorizing stuff for school. <laughs> I really, really struggled. Like, I really? I mean, I, I passed and I have yeah. my certification, yeah. but yeah. holy shit, it just, it was so hard. Yeah. Do you have, like, letters after your name because of a certification? PCP. Oh, PCP. Wow. Not the drug. <laughs> this illustrious... Laura Carlton. Meth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think PCP is angel dust, so... But I feel like it's part of the meth family. I have no idea. Yeah. I've never done any of them. Sure you haven't. Sure. I am a goody-goody. Hold hold on to your shorts for this, like, impressive title. Okay. Payroll Compliance Practitioner. Ooh! Okay. I have let you speak, like, one word already and we're five minutes in but do you do you want to hear my rant about we're two minutes and 35 okay, seconds good, in good. <laughs> so yes go for it plenty of time for my rant exactly then. the current model of learning and education is bullshit yeah it's not learning it's not learning i don't have a i don't have a mind for memorizing but here's the thing in my designation doing payroll i don't actually use my designation now yeah. i've got a different oh, job yeah, that's but right. um but while I was still doing payroll, there was no scenario in which I couldn't access the information that I needed. Yep. The course, it was valuable to learn For the sure. stuff and take yep. the course so I could know how to apply the, like, what things meant and stuff. But the actual, like, memorizing tax laws from all the states and stuff, there would never be a situation where I couldn't pull up on the internet or, like, if I'm working for a company that does payroll for a certain province i would yeah. have that province's tax laws yeah. in front of my face absolutely like, yeah there there is no benefit in just memorizing for the sake yeah. of memorizing absolutely i remember like 
<laughs> Sorry. That's uh, okay. I remember, um, like, the first, uh, the second retail job I ever had, um, which, like, I've been thinking about it a lot lately, and it's like, that is fucking toxic with a double, with a, with a WT, with a capital T, that workplace. And I remember this one time, this one woman that we worked with, um, she, like, quit or whatever, and then one of the other girls that I work with was, like, kind of cleaning up, like, the cash desk and stuff one day, and she's like, I found this, like, note that so-and-so had, like, left for herself, and it was, like, whenever she was closing, she had a list of, like, how many quarters are in a roll and how many dimes are in a roll. Can you believe she had to, she wrote herself a note for that and she didn't just let herself know? And I was like, we're not in school. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I, the, I used to manage a retail store and yeah, I had, I had lists like that. We had a whole notebook. I had, I remember actually one point in time, I, as the store manager, had a very, very detailed step-by-step process to follow for the closing procedures all the things you had to do in the till and there were like hundreds of keystrokes you had to do yeah enter here tab here like it was all just code stuff yeah like on an old dos computer oh yeah and i had it all written out step by step so anybody could close and feel confident about it and my district manager made me get rid of it because people should know that without and it's like what does it hurt to like oh drives me nuts yeah, I know even, like, the current job that I'm in, um, well, like, the current, like, company that I work for, um, when I was, like, kind of closer to, like, a, begin- a beginner, a new person, whatever, um, we would have, like, letters that we would send out to to our clients, which is still basically what I do today, but it's become a lot more streamlined. Mm-hmm. So back in the day, it would be like, okay, we have to send a letter to this person because the form they sent in is illegible or it's missing a signature or blah, blah, yeah. blah. So we'd have this, like... It's actually very particular, like, the language we can use on mm. our letters, and it all has to be, like, approved, and if we, like, kind of use, like, one keystroke wrong, then we can, like, get fined, or it's whole, it's, it's, like, super, like, it's a big deal. It's all, like, legalities. It is, yeah. yeah. So, we had what we call, like, our verbiage file, and back then, it was literally, like, a four-inch binder <laughs> full of, like, different, like, phrases, and right. you just have to, like, flip through it. And so when I started, and I started having to, like, make these letters, I just kept myself a word doc of commonly used phrases. Yeah. And I told a coworker, I was like, this is just what I do. And every time I come across one that I've done, like, more than a couple of times in a day, I just throw it into my word doc. And she's like, oh, can you send that to me? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So I sent it to her. And then one time we were in um, a meeting, and it came up, and I was like, oh, I have this word doc I use. I Like, if anyone wants it, I can send it to you, because I'm like sharing best practices, right, you know, yeah. whatever. And after the meeting, this coworker who had like no like seniority on me, we were like equal. She was like, you really shouldn't have said that. And I was like, why not? And she's like, because now they know we're like cheating or whatever. And they'll try to take it away from us. And I'm like, no, it makes me more efficient at right. my job. Yeah. So <clears throat> shut up. It error proofs it. If you're copying and exactly. pasting, you're not having a wrong keystroke or whatever. Because when yeah, I train so- new people, I can tell if they've been typing in the verbiage or if they copy paste. Because yeah. it's like, well, like, not to be too nitpicky, but there should be a comma here. Mm. And I know that the official verbiage has a comma and you didn't put it in there. This doesn't have a capital, blah, blah, blah. Like, just copy paste. Yeah. It'd be so much easier. And, you know, as as somebody who leads a team of people right now who do a lot of, like electronic communicating with people 
I 100% encourage that. They all have their own little cheat sheets and they share them amongst each other and stuff. Yeah. And some people use a Word doc. Some people use the sticky notes on you. Did you know that you can make virtual sticky notes? Yeah. Oh, I I use those all the time. I love it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I totally encourage that. Yeah. Like, especially in like my industry, we are so like productivity like yes oriented like I have to account for like every second of my day which drives me crazy so like if I can find a way to like buy myself a couple of extra minutes right so I can fuck around on my phone well of course what I'm else gonna do that need? yeah <laughs> so anyway anyway yeah. work has been very stressful this week so I'm clearly right? on an anti-work rant yeah no um, I I get it I told you off mic just before we started recording like I got to about 10 a.m on Monday morning it's now Wednesday night and I was like this week's a write-off. Absolute write-off. Whatever. But also going so <laughs> slow. Yeah. But why is it going so slow? Because we're going to England on Sunday. Four days. Yeah. I'm so excited. I've, I've, I was talking to my auntie after work, and I've already shaved it down to three days, because we're so close to the end of the day. It's like, <laughs> no, three days. It's happening in three days. Yeah. When I was leaving work today, one of my reps asked me, how many more sleeps and I said three but it was because I had that in my mind that I'm like yeah. I'm done this work day so yeah. it's taken a day off of my count so I said yeah. three and I'm like oh no it is still four but yeah yeah so it's like it's still so close I can taste it it's like four days till our trip but like the part that I really care about is only two more work days. I know it's it's like I should be more excited about the fact that we're going to Europe in yes. four days but really I'm so fucking ready for a break yeah just to like not be in an office yeah staring at a computer yes so let's sit on a plane for 12 hours and stare at my phone screen probably yeah, yeah. but but you, you can do things that are fun and not yes. you know work stuff I'm gonna have to like download some podcast episodes and stuff so yeah I so I don't need wi-fi on the plane or whatever yeah yeah for sure um so stupid thing that i like came to a realization of just a couple of weeks ago when i was like oh oh i'm stupid (laughs) probably Um, not but go on well i don't know so (laughs) we get so there was this uh as you might know, Brexit happened. I don't know if you're familiar with Brexit. (laughs) (laughs) So they left the European Union. And in my head, I took that to mean they left Europe (laughs) and they're not European anymore. I was like, and so I heard someone say the other day something about like, well, they're still European. And I was like, no, but they're not because of Brexit. And then further on into whatever I was listening to, it was like, they're not part of the European Union, but they're part of Europe. And I was like, oh, I shouldn't have <laughs> like, needed that still spelled on the out continent. to me. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know why I just assumed that that meant they didn't want to be European anymore. But it's like, no, they just don't want to be part of this governing body yeah. called the EU. And I was like, oh, it's times like this that my dad would have said, that blonde hair really suits you. <laughs> First time he ever said that to me, I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> oh. Anyway. <laughs> well, back we to the task at hand. We are going movies. back to school this week. So in last year's back to school episode, we talked about high school. This year, we're going to college. Yeah. Um, Next year, grad school. <laughs> Try to think of your movies about grad school now. Yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> um, I'm sure there's something, but... Oh, sure. Uh, so, for you, I picked With Honors, mm-hmm. which 
I have such fond memories Ooh, of. I saw in the theater. Oh, really? With my like high school best friend. Yeah. And we wept in each other's oh, arms wow. by, okay. at the end of it, and yeah, it was. And and we sat. I remember sitting in the theater. Um, okay, and full disclosure, like. Yeah. Brendan Fraser was my jam. Like, oh, yeah. He could get it in the 90s. I mean, he could get it today. It's true. Um, yes. Yeah. I also very much appreciate 50-something. Yes. Brendan Fraser. Yeah. I've seen some videos of him and stuff interacting with fans at Comic-Cons and stuff, and he just he seems, seems like, like such, such a, a good dude. sweet, genuine yes. person. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. There, <laughs> there might be some, some Brendan Fraser gushing this episode. That's, that's okay. Um, anyway, so yeah. So I was in love with him. Yes. And... I we I remember sitting in the theater and at the end and we were like so moved by it and of course I mean we were just going off to college right in the yeah, next year and, yeah um when did this movie come out ninety eight oh I was thinking it was ninety four and I was like oh maybe calm down no it is ninety four oh okay yes. I was like okay so we were just starting school anyway whatever <laughs> okay we were freshmen in high school whatever <laughs> <laughs> we were in high school we yeah. were you know. Hopeless romantics. Yeah. And and I remember sitting in the theater after it had ended and we're still all like feeling all sentimental. And yeah. then the Madonna song that plays over yes. the credits. I'll remember. Yeah. Oh, I even, I still, I love that song. And I, I, it brings back feels every time I hear that song. I completely forgot about that song and it unlocked a key memory that I will share Ooh, with you later. Oh, I can't wait. Yes. Um, anyway, yeah. So... And we sat the whole way through the whole credits to listen to the song. Oh, and, wow. Um, yeah, so it was it was definitely, like, this was an enthusiastic recommend. Ah, okay. Um, and I still loved it watching it this week. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, I can't wait to tell you, like, some of the reviews and stuff of oh, it. Oh, yes, but, yeah. Um, before we get into any of that, did yeah. you know anything about it? Um, I had a good idea of what it was about. It was about like Harvard students, and then there was um, a homeless man who was like a self-confessed bum. Yeah, played I'm by I'm a bum. I'm a bum. Yeah, played by Joe Pesci, and they tried to like help him. I was a little bit confused on what they were helping him with. Mm. I had it in my head that they were like helping him get into Harvard, oh. which is like. <laughs> What the I fuck? guess because in the previews there was always the scene of him like standing up in the in the lecture. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really was wondering if you were going to as with so many of the movies that I recommend, yeah. they're like, it could be this or it could be this or it could be this. They're all the yeah. same damn movie. I wondered if you maybe were going to be like, I wasn't sure what movie I was watching because oh, okay. Brendan Fraser was also in another high school school ties, school ties yeah. yeah, which is yeah. also I mean, I watched back in the 90s when it yeah. came out and I feel like I loved it at the time ah, so yeah it's much more one. serious and much more Is like that right? yeah. yeah was that it for you yeah that was all I had yeah yeah uh, okay so it was released in 1994 it was directed by Alec Krishishian oh well it, that's the only way I can fathom <laughs> it being pronounced um written by William Mastromoni oh both some some yeah several syllable uh, names there, uh, starring of course Brendan Fraser, Joe Pesci, Moira Kelly, Patrick Dempsey, in a wow Dempsey that's uh, through the my entire notes I was like Patrick what's McDreamy. his name I could not think of what his fucking last name was just Patrick Dempsey. McDreamy I don't know what that is that was his 
Grey's Anatomy. He was on Grey's oh, okay. Anatomy, oh, yeah. uh-huh. and that was the like nickname. All the oh, I thought they. I thought they. I don't know. What, I thought there was another character who was McDreamy. There was a McSteamy oh who God. was like, McDreamy was like the dreamboat and McSteamy was the sexy one. No, Sada Ramirez was in that movie or in that show and she was the hottest thing in that entire show. Facts. Anyway. <laughs> uh, also, and then Josh Hamilton. And honorable mention, it was just a, a side character, but I couldn't, because of a previous conversation in an episode, mm-hmm. couldn't not mention that also Gore Vidal is in this movie. Oh, is he? Yeah. I don't even know what Gore Vidal looks like. Well, now you do, because he was, uh, Kessler, oh, uh, shit. Was it Kessler? What's his name? Pick oh. Cannon. No, Pick Cannon. Oh, okay, the, okay. Yeah. Um, Brendan Fraser's, Monty's, um. Advisor. Advisor. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Gorthy. Yeah, that was Gore Vidal. <laughs> Uh, it has, are you ready for this? I cannot wait. A 19%. One nine? One nine okay. Rotten Tomatoes score, <laughs> but a 73% audience score. Interesting. Okay. Um, Metacritic was much more like level. It had a 78 uh-huh. and a 6.1 user score. Okay. Uncle Raj yeah. gave it, um, two and a half stars. Hmm. And I will, of course, because like I told you, I got my shit everywhere right now. I should probably get that looked after. My review notes are in a different place than my write-up. Okay, so I'm going to just tell you Uncle Roger's review, and then I'm going to read you some of the others, which... Might be more in, in line with what you ended <laughs> okay, up thinking okay. of this. We'll see. Um, before I read the reviews, I will say I I still loved watching the movie this time, but okay. I can see the points of like maybe if I were watching it for the first time nowadays with yeah. a different worldview, uh, yeah, I might yeah. I might okay. not be quite yeah. so smitten with it. Uh. But still, Brendan Fraser can do no wrong. Yeah. So. Uh, so Uncle Raj says, walking out of with honors, I heard someone behind me scoffing that it was impossible for a homeless man to live in the furnace room of Harvard's Widener Library. Maybe so, but at the University of Illinois, which I attended, and which doubles for Harvard in this movie's graduation scene, I had a friend who lived in the furnace room of the Daily Illini. I'm guessing that's the newspaper. Yeah. And survived on a diet of powdered milk, instant gelatin, dog biscuits, and raw fruit and vegetables. He was arrested once for trying to give away Bibles in front of the library. Wow. Um, So I could believe the homeless man in With Honors. Yeah. I could even believe he passed his time down there in the boiler room by reading Zola's Germinal. What I could not believe was the trajectory of his story would so fit so seamlessly into the requirements of the movie. Yeah. Uh, the lives of the homeless tend to be messy and disorganized, and this movie could have gained some energy, I think, by tapping into that random quality. Yeah. It went on and on and on and on from there, <laughs> well, but that Raj was... does that. <clears throat> so the rest of the reviews that I have written down, I don't even have a single, like, positive review These are fabulous. The critics' consensus is, uh, while it's admittedly well-meaning, With Honors handles its themes in strictly remedial fashion. (laughs) Tying into the academic theme. Um, (laughs) While the film's schmaltz and occasional moments of aspirational Gen X cool earned it a fond place in the memories of some, 
Me being one of the yeah. some. Uh, with honors is largely hackneyed. Oh. The movie is predictable from scene one, though that wouldn't be a problem if it had a good script, good performances, and a solid direction. But it doesn't. Oof. Uh, there are precious few fun facts about this movie. I could find yeah. almost nothing. Yeah. I mean, it was from the 90s, and it was just... A movie. Just a movie. Yeah. 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 So it didn't have any big lore behind it or anything other than um that um there were some other like british old school actors that they had Mm. considered for the role of pit cannon but joe pesci actually insisted on it being an important american oh interesting person yeah okay um, so he actually suggested gorvidal oh interesting uh, so any of the other fun facts I have, I will smatter throughout. But yeah, there's okay. there's not a lot. Okay. So with that, tell me the plot. Okay. So I wrote out my little uh, synopsis. Um, I had like, I don't know if I just like wasn't very clear headed when I was writing it out, but I had a hard time like writing like concise sentences so we'll see. I, I wrote it out then i closed the book and i put it away so let's see Fair how enough. yeah how well this flows i wrote mine on my coffee break at work today and, yeah and i had the aforementioned shit day so yes so. with honors follows harvard student monty as he completes his thesis paper one night he loses his only copy of the thesis only to have it wind up in the hands of a homeless man simon Simon makes a deal with Monty to give him the pages back as Monty does things for him, like giving him food, blankets, a place to stay, etc. While the relationship starts off very rocky, with many with Monty and his friends not wanting to get too close to Simon, eventually they let their guards down and become good friends. Monty helps Simon track down his estranged son and is by his side when he dies. Monty and his friends do some growing up and realize the real thesis paper is the friends you make along the way. <laughs> <laughs> that's concise it was yes and appropriate i there was definitely lots of like scribbles out and it's like these aren't even words whatever <laughs> so i'm glad it like came together in the end all right well let me have it okay first thought is oh baby brendan fraser yeah. and then his name is monty <laughs> right like what montgomery yeah like as if there uh, uh, if there were ever a Person who should be going to Harvard. It's right, Montgomery. Montgomery. My sister Muffy went to Yale. <laughs> yeah. um, and then I was like, oh, Patrick, what's his name? McDreamy. Yeah, that facial hair. <laughs> oh, then, shit. I saw some review that talked about his wardrobe. And I, I can't remember. Oh, it was hilarious. Shit. His, his whole look is just like, peak 93 yes like yes you can tell like they filmed it in 93 for it to come out in 94 because yeah. that is just like yes yeah um and then i just wrote oh god i hate him like just his whole character <laughs> is just like can you please just not just why why do you need to have a chicken in a cage yeah, i get that it's chicken, part of like... your part of your radio show but it doesn't have to be part of your radio show just everything about make you, a sound stop. effect Radio yeah, people right? have buttons. Yeah, you have you, you have a, a soundboard. Just do it. So they're they, they make it very obvious that they're all going to Harvard and they're yeah. working on this thesis paper. And I had to laugh because Monty comes home from class and he goes up to his room and he's like he's he comes in and he's like he steals like this person's food and then he like takes this thing out of this person's hand and he's yeah. like, Yeah, I'm just like eating all your food and it's like you're the like you're like the dickhead uh, <laughs> 
roommate that like yeah, nobody everybody likes. hates. Yeah, so until we he, meet the real dickhead roommate that everybody. Yeah, hates. right. So then he goes up to his room to do his homework, and he like changes out of his like dress shirt or whatever he's wearing, and it's like, better put on my Harvard sweatshirt to do yeah. my Harvard homework because exactly. I go to Harvard. You just know that that means that he was the kid who dreamed of Harvard his entire life. Yes. Either that or his parents dreamed yes. of Harvard for him. Yes. And, you know, he probably had the pendants up on the yeah, wall yeah. and, uh, yeah, and everything was probably Harvard his yeah. whole life. Mm-hmm. There was one goal, only one possible successful yes. achievement. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Like, you have to go to Harvard and if not, then... Everything has been yeah. a failure. Yeah. yeah. I remember when I was in college... Um, I went to Lethbridge College, which at the time was known as Lethbridge Community College, but it wasn't a community college. It was, like, probably better categorized as, like, a junior college mm. kind of thing, but... Because they did lots of, like, trades and stuff there. Yeah. Like, I took fashion design, but it was approached from a very, like, trade kind yeah. of. Because, yeah. like, like, I learned to sew. Yeah, to, like, it wasn't, draft like, patterns learning and, the history of... Yeah, well, I, we did do lots of history, too, but it was very hands-on. Yeah. Like... That's cool, though. I think that that is the way to go. Absolutely. Like. Yeah. So, but I had, um, so our, our, like, logo or whatever, like, the school was known as, like, LCC. And so I had these pants that had, like, the LCC logo on them. And they were, like, they were, like, hospital, like, scrub pants. Because that mm. was, like, very, like, peak early 2000s. Right. Like, everyone had scrubs. And I had them, and I wore the shit out of them. And I don't know what ever happened to them. Because <laughs> I would still wear them to this day. They were so comfy. So I went to the University of Regina yes. for one year yeah, and then partied too much and my grades weren't good enough mm. to stay in my faculty and... Um, oh, what was your faculty? Education. Oh, okay. I was going to be, be a teacher. teacher? Oh. I wanted to be a high school English and drama teacher. Of course you did. Of course I did. <laughs> it was a case of like, what can I do that requires no math and no science? Mm. But then, so I got into the faculty of education, like first try, which is actually kind of a That's impressive. Yeah. That is good. Yes. I, I chalk it up to the essay that I wrote because you have to apply and then you had to actually go there and write an essay by hand on like wow. full scat paper. Full scat. Um, yeah, it wasn't like a, you prepared it and sent it in. You went there and there was a whole class of people writing an essay about why they should be a teacher. Wow. Uh, but then, yeah, my marks, I didn't... F- flunk out or anything but my marks weren't good enough to stay in the faculty the yeah. second year so then of course my 20 year old 19 year old indignant self was like i'm not gonna waste a whole year taking arts and uh, it's like hindsight like bitch you could have taken all your electives yep. like like absolutely yeah you should have stuck it out but i'd be on summer holidays right now although i don't know that i want to be a teacher in 2022 nope. absolutely not yeah. But the the essay that I wrote to get in, yeah, um, because I was wanting to be an English teacher. Yes, I, I remember this so clearly to this day. I'm like, man, I hope these people have a sense of humor because <laughs> the opening line to my essay was, "I want to learn people how to talk their ABCs real good." <laughs> oh man, I love it. Well, it worked because my uh, it's my true my grades were like fine yeah but then I also fell into the trap of I had decent grades all through high school without doing any homework yep. without studying for so how prepared was I for university Zero. yeah yeah I was exact same way yeah, yeah. so, so anyway. that's why when I was in college I had a major major class that was like basically the prerequisite for everything else and I failed it 
And then it was like, oh, fuck. Now I can't take anything else in <laughs> my major until I pass this class again. Oh, shit. So uh, that sucked. And it turned a two-year program into a three-year program Oof. for me real quick. So, but, but at yeah, least I'm, you stuck through it I and did. didn't yeah, I mean, it was throw a hissy fit like, like I did. Because my, um, my like, advisor or whatever, like, she was, like, one of the teachers, but she was also kind of, like, the head of the program, and she kind of, it was a small college, so yeah. she kind of did all the things. And so she was like, so, like, this is your final mark. Are you going to keep going? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, oh, good, I'm so happy. <laughs> and it's like, how many people give up on this fucking program? I would imagine so. plenty. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, it's Especially when you're paying for it, and if you have to take something over again yeah that's a financial consequence yeah well and i mean and my thing is it's like i'm paying for my education like myself like you know my parents aren't paying for this so if i want to get an education i'm like yeah like it, it's gonna suck yeah. but i'm putting the money in like i'm gonna keep going yeah i'm not gonna not get an education but yeah i was also one of those people who like ever since i was little i was like i want to like be a fashion designer. I want to do, like, fashion stuff, so I don't need to, like, take any math. And people mm. were always, like, Oh, my God, there's probably so much math. need to do drafting. And I was, like, no, I won't. And then I got there, and I was, like, oh, fuck. And and that's the class that I failed, actually, was oh, pattern drafting. Yeah. And even to this day, it's, like, if I'm just going to make... I mean, I make a circle skirt. That's geometry right there. Absolutely. Like, geometry and other maths that I don't even know what they're called, <laughs> I use regularly, and it's, like, yeah. So anyone out there who's like, oh, all you do is sew. It's like, no, I use my big brain a lot. (laughs) Okay. And sometimes I do just literally like write out the equations. I don't even use my phone. Wow. So anyway. Anyway. Brandon um, Fraser being a dick. Yeah. And uh, so they're going to. And I can't remember the reason behind this, but they have to go back to the library to photocopy his So thesis? the power goes out and he loses his soft right. copy. So he's yes. like, I have to photocopy this this instant because yeah. something might happen to the only copy I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So his, uh, his roommate goes with him and she's like, oh, I know the library guard. I can like distract him while yeah. you like sneak in to do it. And it's like... If you're so chummy with the library guard, why can't you just say, like, hey, I need, like, a really big favor? Yeah. Can we just come in and use the printer for, like, you know, 10 minutes or whatever? Yeah. It's a dot matrix printer. Can we use it for half an hour? <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's so weird that she had to do this, like, big, like... Well, it wasn't the the photocopier that she was trying to sneak him by for. It was because he needed to go into the basement because oh, of the... Oh, yes, that's yeah. right. See, I, I, I watched this movie and made my notes, like, two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Like, because I watched it, like... I was efficient for once. <laughs> and then I come back and it's like, what the fuck does that say? Oh. Um, so we finally see Joe Pesci in his first uh, scene here. And it's like, who approved the voice you're using, Joe <laughs> Pesci? Like, I who, don't think what, anybody who? approves anything for Joe Pesci. I think Joe Pesci does Joe Pesci. Maybe, but I was just like... Like, what, what What? was your motivation for this? It's very cartoonish. And there were so many lines that he said where I was like, was this added in post? Because it just doesn't seem like a thing you would naturally say. Hmm. And for, like, the last week and a half, I have had his voice in my head saying, Boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> boy, oh like, boy. Why? Why are you... Why are you... Boy, oh boy. Yeah. Yes, I, I definitely walk was around. Was there just like, a really weird noise in here? A little tappy kind of noise, maybe. Oh, I heard like a... 
So, um, my house is haunted, apparently. Well, I mean, obviously. Boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> so, it starts okay. off with the, when, you know, once they meet Joe Pesci, uh, Simon, and they're kind of getting to know him. It starts off, like, very, like, they have a very definite, like, this is what homeless people are. Yeah. And I have a quote, and I can't remember who wrote it, because I didn't write it down, because I'm a stupid idiot. <laughs> but it's, a. Uh, He's probably schizophrenic. Most homeless are. He has no respect for himself. He's worthless. Stinking. And I don't know if Brendan Fraser said that or his dickhead roommate. No, I think that one was Brendan Fraser. Yeah. And it's like, hey. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, it's things like that, that like in 1994, that never would have crossed my mind. Yeah. 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 But now definitely today it was like. Eesh. Yeah. Oof. So that's why my next line is just in all caps. Fuck rich, privileged kids. <laughs> like, just everyone in that house, even, like, the nice roommates or whatever. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you have an immense amount of privilege. Absolutely. So. Even, like, um, Courtney, the kind of accent and voice that she affects through the whole thing yes. is very, like... My sister's name is also Muffy. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, very bougie kind of, yes. like... I, there's there's a like waspy yes yeah for sure absolutely so the the real dickheaded neighbor or uh roommate what's his name is it jeff he seems like a yes jeff. maybe carry on while i find this okay so it whatever his name is um he's like well what if my parents visited and they like saw him here when when monty brings simon home and it's like yeah what if they see a poor in the yard right yeah it is jeff Jeff, yeah and he like doesn't want him to like be too comfortable when they set him up in this in like the van in the yard or whatever and um whatever food they're getting for him it's like well you can't say like oh i like that food or i don't like that food you're not allowed to like pick yeah beggars can't be choosers actually yeah and it's like you know he's still a fucking person right like and i heard someone like i we've gotten a lot more like accepting or like understanding of things nowadays and i heard something just the other day where someone um and maybe i'm being too you know woke yeah who or you know pinko commie softy touchy feely kind of not touchy feely that's <laughs> <laughs> um but someone was saying how they were they offered like a meal or something to a homeless person and whenever someone says stuff like that online it's like so you what? thought about offering a meal to a person that you invented this like scenario yes, in yeah. your head and or were, you like, did it but only so that you could take a video and post yeah, it on tiktok yeah. so that everybody could jerk you off for how good a person you are yeah but they were like oh i offered this person a meal and they said they wouldn't eat it because they're vegetarian or whatever and it's like you're not allowed to do that and it's like but they're a person and they can still make choices about the food that they eat yes so you know like don't act like you're fucking like daddy warbox and they're gonna fucking die if you if they don't take your your specific charity it's like i'm helping you but i will only help you in this specific way and if you don't take this specific help you're a piece of shit yeah you obviously don't need help if you're if you're like you i say this all the time you have to help people in the way that 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 they feel helps them absolutely even if you think that they might need something different yeah if you're forcing help 
upon somebody who does it, it isn't what they feel that they need yeah it's not help it's ob- an obligation absolutely yeah but sidebar mm-hmm. because this made me mad this morning yeah um i was listening i had heard this story already on some other news whatever but um I was listening to the radio in the car on the way to work this morning, and the DJ on the station I was listening to was talking about, there was a story in the news this week about a woman who took a flight somewhere, and she contacted the airline ahead of time to mm-hmm. arrange a um, a vegan meal. Okay. And when the meal time came, they gave her a bottle of water and a napkin. They didn't have a meal for her. Oh. And... Eventually, they scrounged up some cookies from first class so she could eat something. Oh. And the way this DJ was talking about it was like she was so out of line for being unhappy that, that it's like, that's what a vegan meal is. That You couldn't get more vegan than a bottle oh, of water. Off. And I'm like, first of all, she did the appropriate thing yep. and contacted the airline ahead of time to pre-arrange yes. something on a flight that she paid an exorbitant amount of money for. Yep. She has every right to expect a vegan meal. That is not an outlandish request. No. I am not a vegan. But, you know, people have eating preferences for whatever reason, whether it's yeah. moral or health or ethical, whatever. Yeah. That's the beauty of being human. We can all have different values. And, and yeah, she, she was not in the wrong. And he was talking about it so much like she was just being so ridiculous for demanding this and what what would you expect like you should be glad you got those cookies and it's like no she should have gotten a meal absolutely yeah when everyone else gets a meal like she's it's not like you put a meal in front of her and she was like ew i don't want that yeah she's like hey i know i have this special way that i eat is there something that i can get and not once she got on the plane but like ahead of time like she she knows what she needs and she like asked for it and then when they like fucked up because you know for whatever reason yeah yeah, like you have every right to then stand up for yourself and say hey um actually i made an arrangement and it didn't get like fulfilled yeah and now i don't have a meal on on flight which like that sucks if you're on a long flight oh absolutely yeah anyway no for sure that made me very angry that made me like write an email to the radio station angry i didn't but like i was composing it in my head all day yeah but you're just gonna give them the frowning of a lifetime yes i shake my fist at you yeah i mean i do like i i will be the first person to like tell jokes like how can you tell if someone's vegan don't Don't, worry they'll tell you and that's exactly i'm not a vegan and i'm i don't disagree with veganism but i do think that just like anything else in life, there are ways to go about it that are um, a little bit more tactful than others. Yes. Or, I mean, whatever. You don't have to be tactful. But I respect your right to be vegan. You yeah. can respect my right to yeah. not be a vegan and Absolutely. not tell me that I'm a horrible person for eating yeah. an animal. Or that being vegan is the cure to, like, every ill. Yeah. It's like, oh, I have this weird, like, illness. Oh, just go vegan. It'll yeah. be fine. No, I need medication and doctors. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, sorry. Yeah. Back off myself. Yeah, no, I, I totally get it. So when when Monty brings Simon home and they're kind of like setting him up in this van because they had a roommate that kind of like took off and went yeah, back home. went and to Belize. His, yeah. Speaking of privilege. <laughs> like, oh, I'm not going to do Harvard. I'm going to go to Belize. Sleep on the beach. Yeah. 
Um, so they're setting up this van for him to sleep in, and Jeff's getting all bent out of shape because he's getting two blankets or whatever. And it's still, like, freezing in that yeah, van. And like, it's like, you cannot live in a van. Yeah. Like... It's not actually shelter. <laughs> no. Like, like it unless just, it runs and you can get some heat going or something, like... Yeah, like, the only thing it's going to save you from is if it's, like, snowing, you won't get snow on you. Yeah. But it's still going to be cold. Yeah, it's, like, no actual shelter from the elements. As someone who has slept in a yurt in <laughs> February, I can tell you, it still gets cold. Hell yeah. Yes. So, yeah, it was just, like, you're not really doing him the favor that you think you're doing. Yeah. You know, and that was one thing that, like, watching it with with 42-year-old eyes mm. was, like, you're not doing him the favor you think you're doing him, and as him, it's he clearly was industrious enough to find a better situation than yes. that. Yes. Yeah. Like, he had no reason to actually stay there in that shitty situation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I never even thought about that. But it's like, yeah, Simon, why the fuck are you there? I mean, aside from the fact that Monty, because he's a fucking rich kid, called the fucking cops yes, on, yeah. on Simon to get him kicked out of his pretty cushy little, like, Oh, yeah, he had a nice little setup there. Yeah, and he called the cops because it's like, well, there's a poor there. So yeah. can you kick him out of here? There's a poor. Yeah. Um, so speaking of the, the cold, mm-hmm. I do have a... Yeah. So the movie was filmed in the winter of 1993-94, and there was already at least a meter of snow on the ground in Harvard Square and in all of Boston. However, because the actual snow did not look, quote unquote, real enough to be filmed, it was all cleared away and replaced with artificial snow. What? How bananas is that? That's crazy. Like, my jaw dropped when I read that. I'm like... Wouldn't that be the benefit of filming in a location that's kind of true to the location? Yeah, it's like, can we make this snow, I don't know, snowier somehow? That's funny, because I noticed some scenes where they're, like, kind of walking through, like, the common or whatever. There's, it's, like, really slushy. Yeah. And so I was thinking about that, like, oh, like, what would that be, like, for the production or whatever? But apparently it's like, no, this is not the good snow. Yeah, well, and, and... You know, I wonder if maybe some of those scenes where it was slushy, maybe that was real, but the... Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Anyway, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, but they replaced the real snow with fake snow so that it looked crazy. more real. <laughs> Let's film on location, but then let's get, like, a lot of the, lo- the location cleared out. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. Um, I did love when Simon follows Monty or goes with Monty to school and they're sitting in the library working and you just have, like... The rows of uh, of tables in the library with a little like banker's lamps on. Yeah, it. it's like oh, I love that. That is like just so classic. And yeah, it was just not my like university experience at all. Like it was very very modern and yes. just kind of like modern like office kind of setting. You know, like kind of like the the light wood like tables and like fluorescent lights right and, yeah yeah i mean it that's just, it, it looked like a, like a, a modern library uh, yeah um both of our movies this week they're the schools that they're set at are these yeah. like history duh. yes yeah for sure so then they come back home and they're everyone in the house is like working on their thesis and jeff the asshole has got like nothing done on his thesis on his thesis he's like oh by the way like I have maybe a few pages. Yeah, I'm going to fail. I've got nothing. And he's like, and he's like, I can't get anything done with this guy here. Like, I'm supposed to get my thesis done and you have this bum in the house. And it's like, no, no, no. 
It is not because there is a quote unquote bum in your yeah, house. It's because you have the whole year to work on it. And yeah, like he's only been here for a couple of weeks. So yeah. you should have a lot more thesis done. Exactly. This has nothing to do with Simon. So then I was like, homie's allowed to just audit the class now when he just <laughs> right? goes to class with with Monty. It's like he just shows up and he just sits down and it's like, yeah, I'm just I'm just here. I'm. Just, it's like it's like he's like bring your pet to class. He just always like follows him yeah. everywhere. And it's like, well, you're going to class. I'm going to go to class too. But I think, you know, at big schools like that, it is easy to just like sit in and audit a class. Like, yeah, like I, they had, don't give a shit. I went to school with a woman who audited a few classes. Um, I can't remember what her reason was. Cause she was like in my program and she was like, Oh, I'm in this class, but I'm just auditing it. Yeah. And, and I was always like, but you're not going to graduate then, so I don't understand why. But that's the same thing as, like, taking a class on, like, Coursera or something, where sure. it's, like, you want the information, but you don't need the certification Yeah, or and that I get, because I've taken classes on Coursera, but, like, I don't know, just this, like, this, this one example I'm thinking of, like, this woman took, like, all of her other classes where she was, like, graded on them yeah. and everything, but there was a couple of classes where she was, like, oh, I'm just auditing this class. And maybe, it's, like... Maybe just interested her. But it was, like part of the of the like there was like a very specific like you must take like these 12 classes mm. to to graduate and it was like these are like the 12 classes that are like in the program oh. like there's kind of mm. no like no like electives really and yeah. it was like like a mandatory class and it's like i don't understand what you're doing but mm. whatever so so yeah so maybe like bigger schools and it's yeah. easier to audit because even when i went i went for a year to the university of lethbridge too and i only had like one class that was like a big like mm. lecture hall yeah. and everything else was like relatively small so yeah and like the one lecture hall that i was in it would probably be very easy just to kind of like sneak in yeah. And, and yeah but but yeah it was just like simon was not sneaking in he was no. like sitting like kind of front and center yeah yeah i liked their little like desks that yes. they sat at that was so cute their little in their little auditorium kind of thing um so then I was like, oh, now Joe Pesci's going to become Monty's father figure. Okay. I see what we're doing here. I see you. Yeah. that the, You know, all of the reviews that I read were all about how, like, this was so predictable. Yes. Um, and I can see that now, for sure. Yeah. With mature eyes. I didn't at all. Really? Oh, interesting. Well, I don't think I did. I mean, I th- maybe maybe I did, but I, I didn't think of that as like a critical thing at the time or yeah. something yeah I, mean, I mean it's not critical i mean you know have a father figure or whatever yeah. but i think it's just, just like so obvious like as soon as as soon as like we see kind of simon and monty's like first interaction it's like okay like they're gonna they're gonna learn something yeah. from each other yeah they're they're both gonna learn and grow yes so in this class that that simon is apparently auditing today um they're having this discussion about like politics and democracy and stuff and the uh kind of the discussion that comes up is could the president destroy the world Mm -hmm. and i was just like the 2020s called hold my beer right (laughs) so they're kind of like going along like uh you know monty tries to like defend simon he's like hey like you know he's my bud trying to you know like i'm trying to help him he's trying to help me like go easy on him whatever And then there's, like, one scene where all of a sudden he's just, like, melodrama. And he's like, he's a human being! Yeah. And it's like, okay, you've got some... some yeah, like and all of this was in, feelings. like, a 
very short time frame. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and then they go. Everyone in the house leaves for Christmas holidays except for Monty. And I just wrote, Monty is going to learn a lesson for Christmas. It just kind of felt like, I'm all by myself on Christmas. and Which is, like, so sad. Like, yeah. I don't know. I realize it doesn't, like, have, like, a good relationship with his family or whatever. Because he has a mom. He's he? close with his mom. I think his dad was dead. It, it, or his, da- his dad, like, left or whatever. No, I think he was dead. Oh, was he? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and his, his mom didn't have a lot of money, so, like, the traveling back and forth they couldn't afford. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, because I was just like, oh, that's too bad. But, yeah. And then, I mean, his friends did invite him, and he was just like, no, I'll just stay here and work on my thesis. Because right. thesis is life. Um, and his his female roommate, whose name I have Courtney. lost. Courtney. She even says to him, the maid is off for the holiday, yes. so there's room for you. And I was just like, Jesus fucking Christ, I hate rich people. <laughs> Eat the rich! Right? Yeah. So, uh, Simon has gone, has, like, left his wonderful uh, location of the frozen van, and he's not staying there anymore. And so he goes looking for... Uh, Monty goes looking for Simon and his, uh, yeah. No, carry on. I'll, I have big thoughts, but I'll wait till you finish your thought. Um, so he kind of sees like a, a a fellow homeless person tells him like, oh yeah, he's staying at, uh, at St. Peter's shelter. And Monty in all his privileged Naivete. naivete is like, is that a good shelter? And it's like, oh, is that the good men's shelter? Right. Like it's, it's a shelter, Monty. Yeah. He'll probably come out of it with lice. <laughs> if he's lucky. Yeah. Okay, so my big feelings. Yes. Again, with, like, Simon's worldliness and his, his intelligence and stuff. Yeah. So he leaves the van because Monty lies to him about why he can't stay in the yes. house. Yes. He says the cellar's flooded. and Yeah. Made some other excuse. Yeah. And so in the morning when Monty goes out to take his breakfast, he finds that he's gone. And the note says, like, you lied. I'm out of here. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And that actually really, like, made me mad watching it this time. Because I'm like, how do you not understand that he lied because his hands were tied? He's not the only one that lives in that house. Yes. He can't. He can't override everybody's else's decision. Yeah. Right. Yes. So. Yeah, so I was like, you understand why he lied. So now you're making him feel like shit about trying to, like, he was caught between a rock and a hard place. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of sort of one-dimensionality, if that's Mm -hmm. a word, Mm -hmm. of of a lot of the characters. For sure. This is a very altruistic homeless man, and this is a very, like, sheltered, naive, privileged you know, university student, yeah. and they they have, like, one part of their personality that exists in this movie. And yeah, they try to incorporate nuance with, like, the the um, perspective that Monty's mom is poor, and, like, he can't afford to go home for... So he's not this privileged kid, but yeah. he's still a fucking privileged kid. Well, yeah. You know? I mean, his name is fucking Monty. Um, so Monty continues to help Simon, and they go to the social security office. Yeah. To try and get him, because he's like, there's some benefits that, that are owed to him. And he's got, like, no social security, like, 
record or like i mean i'm sure he has an ssn card yeah. but he doesn't like have it on have him it. or use yeah. it or whatever and he doesn't want to go to the hospital and i'm like why no government assistance like what's the story here yeah and i feel like we don't really get a satisfying answer yeah i know that like there has something to do with um i actually wrote it down here asbestosis which sounds like the most made-up name ever which i know i looked it up and i was like oh okay that's a real thing but that sounds so fucking made up like (sighs) i can't come out (laughs) i have asbestosis no it's a like yeah serious thing yeah i think it's the same thing they would call it now mesothelioma okay i I was as soon as like i looked at it just now i was like is that mesotheliomia mesothelioma mesothelioma (laughs) <laughs> um, he may be entitled to benefits, as the uh, all the ads on American TV would lead me to believe. So he's reading, Monty's kind of reading parts of his thesis and kind of like going back over it and kind of re- rewriting it and stuff. And he's saying, advances in communication and technology will allow us to obtain pure democracy. And I was like, mm, pure democracy. Then it's like, what are you writing a paper on? Like, is, is he talking about the internet here? Because this feels like the mm. internet. Like, technology and communication Maybe. will allow us to obtain pure democracy. And then it's like, again, 2020s, hold my beer. Right. I, I definitely didn't think that hard about it. Yeah, that because I just feel like they, like, kind of spent some time on that like the fact that they gave it screen time is like yeah. okay what are we what are we talking about here and of course in 1994 we could not have guessed where the internet would be today. <laughs> and it's to like a dumpster fire yeah and it's like oh there is definitely no like pure democracy on the internet no um we might like to think so but there is definitely not no. so they all get invited to a pajama party and um I love the idea of a great big pajama party for yeah. the record. And what's her name? Who's I will just fucking Courtney. Always, Cor- I don't know why I want to call her Karen. Um, <laughs> Courtney's like, oh, uh, Simon can come as my guest or whatever. So Simon gets to go too, and they're all there in their pajama party. And it's like, yeah, I love it. And I love maybe this is the 1994 thing. I don't know. I love that they're all in like pajamas. Yeah. Because I feel like if that movie was shot today. They'd all be in, like, Leggings and tank top. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, like yes, for yeah. a movie, it would all be underwear. Yeah, yeah. Like... Lingerie. Yeah, like, Courtney is probably, like, the sexiest person there, and everyone else is just in, like, men-style pajamas. Yeah. And it's like, I appreciate that. Yeah, I like that. But, yeah, I mean, and even, like, nowadays, it would be, like, leggings and a t-shirt, which, in a movie, I would appreciate, but in a movie, it would just be, like, yeah. like the skimpiest shit ever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Um, so, at that scene, at the... Um, pajama party there's a a young woman marty who asks joe pesci to dance yes so boy oh boy that's played by (laughs) claudia haro who was married to joe pesci at the time no way oh wow that's cool so monty sees uh courtney um talking to her mean date yeah it's like the face the face yes and so then she kind of like storms out to like get away from him and monty follows her and then just like immediately kisses her and it's like hey she's not property you don't (laughs) have to just like follow her to rescue her like she seemed to be handling herself fine and you don't just walk up to someone and kiss them like, it's just a trope that is just so yeah. old to me. It's like, ooh, man and woman live in same 
house. Therefore, men and women can Must, be friends. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, just, I don't know. I hate it. So things start getting serious as uh, Simon starts kind of getting sicker and they move him into the house. And uh, he's like, you know, I probably only have, you know, limited time left on this earth. Whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, is Jeff, who is pre-med, going to have to not be a shitbag for a second to like, help <laughs> this guy with his health? Like, mm. or, is, or is something going to happen? Yeah, that would have been be like, interesting. I'm not helping because you're a poor in my house. And <laughs> I want to be an American doctor, so if you can't pay me, right, <laughs> I'm not going to help you. Um, and that didn't really come to fruition. He did end up kind of like helping in the end, yeah. but it, it wasn't like a more big like thing. tagging along. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then they they kind of they they go off on this adventure or whatever to try and find Simon's son. Yeah, and they're like. Thesis papers are due this morning, and apparently everyone in Harvard's thesis paper is due on the same morning, which is kind of yeah. I don't know. I just took that seem. for granted as yeah being a thing. Oh yeah, um, <clears throat> and so everyone's like getting it ready, and and Jeff says to Monty like, "Oh, are you done your paper yet?" And he's like, "Ah, nope." And he's like leaving the leaving the the house, and it's like, okay. I get that, like, maybe your perspective has changed a little bit, and you're like, oh, I really want to help my new friend Simon, who's like less fortunate than I am. This is your entire school career. Yeah. Is, you... like, kind of based on this thesis? Like, maybe say, hey, we'll go for, like, a road trip to help you, like, find your son at noon. Yes. I have to hand in my paper yeah, before then. Let me type up my bibliography. and right. yeah. It's just the bibliography. Like, to just be like, oh, I don't know, I'll do it later. This isn't important anymore. It's yeah. like... Come on, buddy. Yeah, my is- priorities have shifted. Until now, Joe Pesci died, and I graduated without honors, and now when I'm applying for who knows, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm going to kick myself for the rest of my life. Yeah, like... Because I feel like then at that point, like, you know, he gets further down the road, and I would get really resentful. Like, oh, I helped this guy, then he just, like, who I knew was going to die, and he fucking died. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, maybe I'm just an asshole, but even if it was, like, a good friend, like, if I was, if it was, like, your dying wish for me to help you do something, and I put off something really important to help you do that thing, I wouldn't do that. I'm, so I'm letting you know right now. (laughs) I'd be like. Guess I'm not going to England with you. Well, fine. Then I'll just sit on both, uh, both plane seats. I'll just, I'll lounge out. (laughs) Um. With your feet up in the air. Oh, God. No socks on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, like, I would be like, okay, I get this, this is important to you, and I want to help you, but I have to do this one thing first. It's not like, I have to write the entire thesis. Right, yeah. I have to type up a bibliography. Yeah, a couple hours worth of work, and... And if it was that big of a deal, while you were, like, sitting at his sickbed all night... Yeah. While Courtney was sitting there, you could say, hey, can you sit with him for a couple hours? I have to go type this up. Yeah, exactly. Or move your fucking computer into the room where he's sitting, and as he's sleeping... Right. Type the fucking bibliography. Right, yes. There are many other options. And then be like, get in the car, on the way to find your son, I gotta stop at school for a couple minutes. Yeah. There are so many options here. That isn't just throowing your fucking life away, Monty. Totally. To be f- to be fair, to be fair, 
I mean, he didn't throw his life away. He still graduated, and he's but still not a with Harvard. Honors. Yeah, not with but he's honors. still a Harvard grad, which is still pretty impressive for sure. Yeah, but I mean, the movie's called with honors, and it makes it seem like graduating with honors is like a big deal. Yeah. And- so well, it is. Yeah, I mean, not saying it's not a big no, deal, but like, no, but pretty sure Monty will be fine. But yeah, I hope so. I want to see with honors part two, Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> where Monty is living in the Harvard Library uh, <laughs> boiler room because and it's and they're like and he like has like a and and he's Brandon Fraser as he looks now, but maybe all like bedraggled with a beard and he kind of like comes out and he's like. Finish your thesis papers and get with honors or you'll end up like me. It could happen to you. Don't make the same mistake I did. Uh, copyright, copyright, copyright. Don't take that away from me. <laughs> Brendan Fraser, get in contact. Um, so I like rolled my eyes through a lot of this movie, but then at the end, when fucking Simon dies and they're you like cry? reading they're reading his like his like obituary yeah. that he wrote or whatever, I'm like, stupid movie making me cry? Like what the fuck? I <laughs> I didn't approve of this. Why are you making these feelings come out of my eyes? <laughs> and uh, I quickly got over that when I was like, the entire graduation ceremony was in one ceremony for the entire school. I find that hard to believe <laughs> because that sure wasn't ever my experience. Oh, really? When I graduated from college, it was like... And it wasn't, like, a huge college. I mean, I still, like, I lived in Lethbridge, right. you know. And it was, like, there was probably graduation ceremonies, like, every day for a week. Oh, okay. And I remember it was fashion design, uh, interior design, and we didn't have nursing, but it was something like that. Okay. And we graduated together. So all the girls graduated. <laughs> yeah, right. No, Norman was there, too. <laughs> he, he was in my fashion design course um and i really regret not going to it because i was going on to university of lethbridge and i was like i'm not going to go to this grad i'll go to my university oh, graduation. And, then you- <laughs> and then i dropped out of university and it's, it's like the one thing where it was like so i never had like a secondary grad yeah. yeah so it's like well you know anyway um, but yeah, it, it struck me as weird. I was like, oh, so everyone from Harvard is graduating at the same time. And the only reason I read it as everyone from Harvard is graduating at the same time was because they like called out like the majors as they were graduating. Right. And all the friends were together, even though they were in like different programs. Yeah. So, I mean, I suppose it could, could be, said, be like, that just it was, their programs yeah. were all the ones that were graduating together, I suppose. But yeah, like but, government and pre-med or whatever like yeah yeah, maybe yeah not. i don't know it just it was weird um so i thought it was uh fairly trite it thinks it's saying a lot but it's really not yeah that is very much what like all the reviews were saying and and what i was alluding to earlier when i said you know like i still watched it fondly i still really enjoyed it but yeah. i can understand mm, that perspective yeah. for show. Sure. Yeah, so I gave it two rewritten thesis papers out of ten. All right. Okay, so I just have a couple other little factoids that I could have probably fit in there, but I didn't because I'm a flake. Um, So this was just because this amused me. (laughs) Yeah. The van that Simon stays in? Yeah. Is a 1964 (laughs) Chevrolet Corvair 95 Corvan. It's a Corvair Corvan. Corvan. (laughs) Love it. 
Um, that reminds me of when I was in, uh, just to hijack your, hijack your comment all completely. Um, I never do that. No. I know someone, I don't know if she was a friend when I was in high school, like an acquaintance or something, but someone I know from like when I was younger said, uh, oh, we're going to wherever, wherever. Uh, my, my brother said we could borrow his vet. His Chevette. <laughs> my first car was a Chevette, and I used to call it my vet all the time. Okay. In the courtroom, Simon, when when he's arrested and yeah. Monty bails him out or whatever. Yeah. Um, so Simon says he was not trespassing because Harvard is a land-grant school. Yeah. It's actually not. It's a private oh. institution. The state's land-grant college is the University of Mas- Massachusetts at Amherst. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, I watched that scene and I was like, oh, look at this smart guy. <laughs> Uh, and then the last one I have is after Simon is evicted from the library basement, Monty says he needs a home. Simon replies that he had a home with 17 bathrooms and eight miles of books. Yeah. Uh, since he's penniless, presumably he is referring to the library he left. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. But Harvard's Widener Library. I can't. Widener. I Widener. keep wanting to throw an L in there. Oh. Uh, Harvard's Widener Library has nearly 60 miles of books, not eight. Whoa. 60 miles massive. of books. It's maybe even better than the library in Beauty and the Beast. That is, yeah. So, Madonna, I'll remember. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Sorry. Um, no, that's okay. Um, so, like, I had forgotten that this song even existed. And I, I mean, like Madonna's music. It's I do like, too. It's not like, oh, yeah. I, I don't ever listen to Madonna, so I don't know this song. Um, so this song came out, uh, we, it, grade eight... Grade eight graduation mass <laughs> because I went to Catholic school. Right. And my grade eight teacher had us learn a couple of songs to sit to sing in the mass that were kind of like happy, celebratory, farewell yeah. kind of songs. And we sung this song as like our grade eight choir. We did not have a grade eight choir. <laughs> Just all of a sudden, it's like, hey, y'all are going to sing in a choir. Here's a song I'm going to teach you. And so we sang this song. And I distinctly remember her, like, making very, like, um, like over-exaggerated, like, arm movements to, like, oh, direct yeah, us. Yeah. She was not a choral director. <laughs> she was not the music teacher. And, like... Yeah, it's not just mouth, waving like, your arms. Super big to That's like so funny. mouthing the words, like so say goodbye, like moving her <laughs> arms around like this. I wish this wasn't an audio medium right now. Right, and so we sang that one, and then the other song we sang to be like kind of fun and like ooh, it's it's grade eight grad, we're having fun. Um, as a callback to last episode, we sang Obladi. Nice. Editing Deanne has a correction. That song by the Beatles was Hello Goodbye, not Oh Bloody. And there were parts in that song where it was kind of like some of the some of the class has to sing this part and then some of the class has to sing this part. Like the um Ooh, I have I have to get jazzy here for a second and I'm already like Are you about to rock out? No, but I have to like sing part of it and I hate oh my god, I feel so bad. Okay. So there's a part where it's like, hey uh Hey, hey, oh, uh, yeah. Cha, cha. Hey, and so some people hey, had to do that. Cha, cha. But not everybody could. But she's not going to tell us who should do that part and who should do that part. Just some of you sing this part. Some of you sing this part. And everyone that did that cha, cha didn't understand what was happening. So they were like, um, cha, um, cha. <laughs> and I just, I was like, I hate everything that's happening. <laughs> I don't want to be. 
on standing on the altar in front of my friends and family singing this song I hate everything right now. Can I please go back and sit down? I can feel your embarrassment I, from everything was awful thirty years ago. <laughs> in this room at yes, this moment, it was the worst thing ever. <laughs> yeah, and then I was thinking of this teacher the other day because um, she had like a real obsession with like China. I think she did like teach like ESL or something oh, in China yeah. for a while, and like speaking of peak like memories she told us something that i held as like gospel truth far longer than i should have hmm. and it was just like well she lived in china she's really interested in china she would she know. knows she had me believing well into adulthood the chinese people don't have sweat glands <laughs> never sweat and they've adapted to their they've adapted to their uh environment because it's so hot in china it is hot in china but south americans have sweat glands yeah yeah and it's not so a lot of mainland china is still above the equator like, yeah it's st- like it's still as cold in china yeah yeah <laughs> and i just when she said that i was like yep Checks isn't out. It, she said it. Isn't and then, it? Like, I hadn't, like, really thought about it for a while. And then I was watching something just the other day about about Bruce Lee and something to do with Bruce Lee. And they were saying something about, like, he specifically had something to do with, like, his sweating or, mm. or his sweat glands. And I was like, oh, that's because Chinese people don't... Wait, Wait a second! Yeah. <laughs> that's bullshit! Isn't it funny how... When somebody, like, in a position of authority or something like that says something like that, you can just, like, blindly agree. You know what? And that just shows why the world is the way it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, this person in power said that thing. Well, that's got to be true. No notes on that. He's the president of the United States. It's got to be. Right? Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. It's probably a good uh, place to take a little break. Yes. Yes. we will go to a different school. Mm-hmm. So for our back to school part two electric boogaloo in the university, I just love saying anything is part two electric boogaloo. <laughs> Everything will always be that to me. Just All right. Part two electric boogaloo. I'll let you have that. <laughs> so I had I'll to- allow it. As I kept saying that at work today, anytime somebody was like, I'm going to go to the bathroom, I'll allow it. Yeah, I, I guess so. <laughs> Um, so I had you watch Urban Legend. Did you, you did. know anything about that? So when I texted you earlier and said I can't wait to talk yeah, this yeah. episode, uh, so I have some good news and some bad news. <laughs> mm. I know you watched the right movie because I gave you the DVD. Um, you know what? I even had that thought actually as I was writing up my synopsis, and I wanted to Google one of the actors, and I go- and it, there was Urban Legend and Urban Legends, and I'm like, mm. oh, I hope I watched the right one, and then yeah, it was like. No shit. Also, this one clearly was about a school, so obviously yeah, it's the right one. Yeah. Okay, the bad news. You've seen this? This is a love and horror first. I've seen this. Oh, okay. The good news is I didn't remember like the twists and the, oh, okay. the endings and stuff. Yeah. But like, yeah, I I a hundred and three percent have seen this. Okay. I, I feel like it was probably in like the context of like 
a group of friends got together oh, to watch okay. it or something. Yeah, I can't see you just, like, sitting down to watch this movie, like, just, like, oh, I'm just gonna watch this movie. Yeah, which was, like, the thing at the time, right? To, like, everybody would get together in a group to watch Scream or whatever. Oh, this, yes. This is very, like, yes. Scream-esque. So, yeah. yes. I have seen this. So, I, oh, okay. I knew a lot about it. Okay. <laughs> but not before I watched it. It was, like, very slowly the pieces came together. They're mm. like, this is familiar, yeah. but it's kind of, like... Also kind of like formulaic. For so sure. yeah. Maybe it yeah. just reminds me of, no, I've seen this yeah, scene. Yeah. No, oh, I have I definitely this. seen this movie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um But but yeah. All of the the like kind of ending stuff I yeah. didn't remember. So oh, okay. I, I legitimately once once the twists were revealed, I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like it did oh, come okay. back to me, but yeah. but up until the reveals I didn't remember wow okay well that's cool but i think i think this is a love and horror first i don't think we've found one that we accidentally watched yeah i I feel like there was like a couple of yours where i was like i don't think i've seen this yeah there was find out when i start watching it and And i actually think there's a couple coming up on our list that are like you might have seen like once when you were a kid and oh, okay. I feel like maybe when we were planning our future episodes. Okay. Um we were planning our future together. <laughs> Happily ever after. Yeah. In love and horror. Oh. <laughs> 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 On that um, note. Yeah. Well, Urban Legend is a nineteen ninety eight film. It was directed by Jamie Banks, and I believe I saw that this was his directorial debut. Mm. Um, it stars everybody. Everybody. It has Alicia Witt, Rebecca Gayhart, Jared Leto, Joshua Jackson, and um, Robert Englund, among others. Yes. Uh, it had a budget of $14 million and went on to make $72.5 million at the box office. I forgot to find the budget information. Oh, you suck. That. Um, it had two sequels, and there is a reboot that came, that there was a 2020 announcement about a reboot, oh, but okay. I have not seen anything about it yet, so, hmm. uh, I believe reboot something in 2020, I believe something in 2020 happened to maybe put a damper on that. What could that be? Who knows? Um, Rotten Tomatoes, it had a 23% on the tomato meter <laughs> and a 37% in the audience score. Metacritic gave it a 35 but an audience score or user score of 8.5, okay. which I found interesting. I don't find that interesting. I find that appropriate. It does not at all surprise me that the meta score is low and the audience score is high. Yeah, I think it surprised me because the audience score for Rotten Tomatoes wasn't a lot oh, higher yeah. than yeah. Tomato Meter. Like when I first looked at it today, the user score for Metacritic was 8.5. And I was like, hey, 8.5. And I was like, wait. Are the user scores out of 100, though? Is this 8.5 out of 100? Oh, no, and I was like, no. But no, and then I had to like look up, like, I was like, well, what is Star Wars, though? Like, what is, mm. you know, something that, like, is kind of universally loved right. or whatever. Yeah. And it was, I can't remember what it was, but it was, like, uh, like a number like that. Like, yeah. it wasn't, you know, 73 or whatever. <laughs> so I was like, okay, that's fair. So most of the reviews were... It's a formulaic horror film yeah, for, yeah. for teenagers, so therefore it's got to be dumb kind right, of thing. Yeah. Um, compared it a lot to Scream, which had come out two years previous. Mm. And it's like, you're just trying to capitalize on Scream's like popularity or whatever. It's like, and? Yeah. And I mean, there were kind of uh, 
flimsy arguments be like, no, 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 Scream was critiquing horror films. We're critiquing urban legends. And it's like, yeah, you're kind of doing the same kind of like self-aware kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. So Anita Gates of the New York Times called the film Teenage Moviegoers Dream, adding it has a familiar young television stars, older familiar stars with cult followings like Robert England, and an edgy sense of humor, a tricky plot, and characters too genre savvy for their own good. Maybe there will be an oversaturation of Scream-inspired horror films someday soon, but this one feels fresh. So it was maybe a little bit backhanded compliment. It's yeah. like, here's some horrible things, but I mean, it's not that Could have been worse. Yeah, yeah. It didn't kill me. Uh, Uncle Raj gave it two stars uh, out of the four stars. Um... But he did praise the musical score and added, the film is competently made and the attractive cast emotes and screams energetically and does a good job of unwisely grabbing one another by the shoulders. (laughs) Um, And I mean, I feel like Rebecca Gayhart's hair should have had its own review. Right? Yeah. It was a whole character. It was, yeah. She should have got paid like twice or something for that. Right, yeah. It should have had a a line in the credits. (laughs) Right. Um, I do have a fair amount of fun facts for this one, but why don't you go ahead and give me a synopsis first. So a young college student with a dark secret starts noticing her classmates dying or disappearing in mysterious ways. No one believes her when she tries to bring attention to it, dismissing each incident with increasingly unbelievable excuses. The incidents escalate on the weekend of the 25th anniversary of the Stanley Hall Massacre, uh, and the deaths all have one thing in common. They're all done in the same manner as a famous urban legend. Who is responsible? Is it the smarmy professor who teaches a course on urban legends and just so happens to be the sole survivor of the aforementioned Stanley Hall Massacre? The good-looking journalism student looking for a good story to tell? The creepy janitor who always seems to be in the right place at the right time? Or is there a twist? We come to find out, of course, there is a twist. And the murderer is the main character's friend who has been scheming all along to get revenge on her for participating in a prank that killed her boyfriend back in high school. Talk about playing a long game. Yeah, right. Uh, The prank involved an urban legend, so she used that as her method of revenge. Uh, Natalie and the cute... Natalie, the main character, and the cute reporter narrowly escape after a bloody confrontation with Brenda in which they think she's been killed. But in a twist, she's in the back of their car and attacks again. Another fight ensues and she's ejected from the car and floats down the river, presumably dead. Until the final twist. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, so a couple things I'll let you know right now and then I can throw some other things in. Um, This was filmed at the University of Toronto. Oh, cool. Um, So a lot of like the the big library scenes and... uh, Kind of like a lot of like the campus scenes were uh, University of Toronto, and then some other kind of just like around Toronto mm. kind of locations. Um, but the real like grand like fancy college looking parts that was all University of Toronto. Oh, cool. Yeah, um, it's a hella haunted university. Oh, really? Well. Yeah, yeah. Well, that doesn't surprise me. Looking at like its architecture. And yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. It's it's clearly got some history. Yeah, for sure. Um, it has two horror film uh, royalty 
in this film. So, of course, we have Robert England, yeah. uh, who plays Freddy. And there's also a cameo by Brad Dourif, who plays the voice of Chucky. Oh! He was the gas station attendant. Oh, The, the okay. stuttery yeah. gas, gas yeah. station attendant. He wasn't even credited in that movie, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, he just kind of played... Uh, he just they just kind of threw him in. It's like, hey, if you know who it is, you know who it is. What's the name of the actress who played the security guard? Mm. I'm gonna have to Google that because it's on the tip of my tongue. I love her. Yeah, she's good. Uh, Loretta Devine. <gasps> yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. And then so we have those two kind of like horror icons, and then there's. Um, Julian Richings is also in this movie as the janitor, and we've, I think, like, oh. mentioned a couple of episodes ago where, like, if you need kind of, like, a weird-looking creepy yes. person, like, throw yeah. Julian Richings in it. And his, like, credit in the movie isn't just, like, janitor. It's weird janitor. <laughs> like, Excellent. there's no other janitor in the movie. You didn't need to call him the weird janitor. Yeah. So. But, I mean, it's Julian Richings, so it's like, what well, fits. So, okay, the ne- the other thing that I will mention now, and then other things will probably just come up as we're going, I just found this out today, and I love it so much. So, the, the fictional Pendleton University, their motto is Amakin Optimum Factum, which translates to, the best friend did it. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's good. I love well, it. this movie, I mean, that that's not surprising. This movie is very self-aware and very like, yeah, in on the joke. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'd never heard that before. So like, I'd never heard like you know someone mention it like, oh yeah, but if you speak Latin or you know Latin, like meh, meh, meh. so yeah, I thought that that's was so funny. funny. Yeah. So anyway, um, go ahead and tell me your thoughts and feelings on urban legend. So this. Is maybe going to be a briefer discussion than okay. the last one. I don't. I I didn't have a lot of profound or and maybe it is because I had seen it before. I re- but maybe it's also a good thing because I really found myself just watching this nice. movie. Okay. Um. Spoiler: It's not scary. No, no. <laughs> there no. was one jump scare that got okay. me, even having had seen it yeah, before and yeah. knew, knowing what was about to happen, but. Uh, so first of all, I love the cast. I love yes. Alicia Witt. Yeah. Um, yeah, great cast. Yeah. Um, and then I'm like, oh man, I know the feeling of rolling into the gas station on fumes, hope like begging. Oh just make yeah. It, just make it. Yeah. And this was the first scene where it was vaguely familiar. Where I'm like, there's somebody in the backseat of her car. Yeah. And then I was like, do I know that or do I just know that? Because uh, obviously yes. there's somebody yeah. in the backseat of her. Yeah. Car. And then, uh, so after we see the first girl's murder from mm-hmm. somebody who was in the backseat of her car yeah. that the poor gas station attendant got blamed for, yeah, they show the first shot of the school. And yeah. It's kind of a low to the ground shot and pans over this like metal, um, like wrought iron gate yeah. fence kind yeah. of thing and over to this like churchy looking school. And yeah. like, I feel like it's not a coincidence that this looks like a cemetery. Yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah. If we could just back up for a second, the uh, the SUV that the first victim mm-hmm. drives, it was originally supposed to be a Land Rover. They had a Land Rover on set and they're like, this is what she's going to drive. She's going to drive a Land Rover. And they quickly had to switch to a Ford Expedition because you cannot swing an axe in a Land Rover. It's too small. Ah, that's funny. <laughs> but that is so funny that, that you said that because... I was like, 
reminding myself to tell you this the whole way I was driving here tonight. Yeah. On my drive here, and then of course, immediately forgot. Yeah. Uh, on my drive here tonight, I saw a Ford Expedition limousine. Whoa. Huge long limousine with Regina Pickleball League graphics splashed all wow. over it. And I have so many questions. I, whenever I'm on, like, Louvan and I drive past, like, the Brand Center, there's a sign. Yeah, there's a pickleball. What the fuck is pickleball? I feel like I've heard what it is. I'm not honestly entirely sure, but um, it's apparently quite a popular sport. My mom has a friend who plays pickleball. Okay. But, um... But, so, did they get picked up and go to practices in the so, limo? So, my questions, <laughs> my, my, okay, when I said I have so many questions, yeah. I have kind of, like, one two-part question, okay. which is, like, why is the limo affiliated with Pickleball? Yeah. Or is it, like, a pay-me-to-advertise-your-business-on-the-side-of-my-vehicle? Yeah, yeah. But then, like, if it is a pay-me-to-advertise your business on the side of my vehicle it's all like huge graphics all over the side of it and like up the windows and like neon green and pink and stuff and i'm like if i were paying to rent a limo for like a classy event and it pulled up with neon regina pickleball um graphics i might just have a concern wedding in the regina pickleball limo (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh man I was just like, what What am I even looking at here? That's hilarious. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. No. But yeah, no, I just thought the thing with the uh, with the SUV was interesting. It's yeah. like, oh, this SUV is too small. We can't swing an axe in here. <laughs> Which also probably a little bit more believable for a vehicle that a high, or university kid is driving, too, is just a Ford SUV instead of a Land Rover. Yeah. Are Land Rovers expensive? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then. It's not like it's Monty and his Harvard friends. Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. So. So, yeah. This is where I had the... Uh-oh. <laughs> abort. Abort. Have I seen this? Yeah. And then... Maybe my favorite moment in the movie when they get into Damon's car and the radio starts playing. I don't want to wait. I wait. And he just like immediately turns it off, like, oh no. But do you get the actual like joke in that? Oh well, yeah, of course. It's the Dawson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I did wasn't I didn't know if you were familiar with Dawson's Creek at all. Oh, I've watched Dawson's Creek. Oh, okay. Have I didn't have seen Joshua Jackson. Of course I've watched I Dawson's mean. Creek. Um but it was very mainstream, so it seemed like something that yeah, maybe you would know. Not so, have. Oh, what is this Dawson's Creek? You Dawson's, speak of? Dawson, Dawson. What's this Dawson's River show everybody's yeah, talking think, about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I absolutely watched okay. Dawson's Creek. Yeah, I actually wrote out in like all caps. <laughs> I like howl laughed oh, when nice. that came on. Okay, so this part where I did jump though was yeah. when um, Damon and Natalie are. Um, parked in the in the woods yeah and she's so put off by the fact that he makes a move on her and i'm like he drove you out to the woods what did right? you think yeah i mean not that i'm condoning that but yeah. like yeah it's like come on i feel like yeah you didn't just his like intentions go for were a probably, drink or yeah, whatever yeah. yeah um i do love when he's like oh here a drink to warm you up and it's, and it's like, a beer it's a beer yeah it's not like a shot of whiskey or yeah, anything like, yeah yeah, a beer is going to make you colder yes. if it's cold and yeah. if it's not then why the fuck are you drinking it yeah exactly um 
when the killer jumps out and like strangles him that was my like jump yes. scare of the yeah. movie um and then it was like yeah i have definitely seen oh, this wah, wah. <laughs> uh, but then again like i mentioned earlier i didn't um i didn't remember who ended up being the bad guy yeah so for a brief moment i was like is it the janitor and then i'm like no that's too obvious yeah. he's like a yeah. red herring um Mm. see we're going long long swaths of the movie where i didn't actually write Uh, anything my next note is already at when they killed the dean oh yes and uh they sliced his achilles yeah oh that was awful yes (laughs) um we know how i feel about slicing yes but i mean Fucking Dean deserved it. If 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 anybody in this movie deserved yeah. a uh, untimely end, it was it was Mister. I can't believe that anything could have been a murder. Everything was yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's all just like off. kids being stupid kids. Yeah, and yeah. Like yeah. Damon's probably shacked up with an, a girl or a guy or a barnyard animal. Right? <laughs> Haven't you ever been a teenager? Not that kind of teenager. But yeah, his death altogether. So the slicing and then the way he's like impaled on the yeah. tire wreckers. Yeah, they um, had to like film that like a bunch of times to like get it right. Oh, and, really? Like, the Dean is not a young man. Yes. So he was kind of like complaining by the end of that. I bet. Yeah. Um, that was, it was grim, but like, well done. That was yes. a good, that yeah. was a good death. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> I'm getting to the point where I'm appreciating. There you go. I like it. Um, yeah. Uh, I had to observe that young Jared Leto equals young Zac Efron, and you can't tell me otherwise. Like, oh, interesting. Absolutely, like you could put them side by side, and I wouldn't have known. Really? Which, yeah, oh. I yeah kept drifting off into. A, I was watching Zac Efron land. Like, interesting. Like not that- not young young Zac Efron, like when he first started getting famous or whatever, yeah. but like young adult. Okay. Zac Efron. Yeah. Not current Zac Efron. I don't know what the hell has happened there. But uh, what you, what? he's all like plastic surgeryed up. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen a picture of him like this year. But oh. I was going to say like within the last couple of years, Zac Efron could get it. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he probably still could. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Jared Leto, he has all but uh, disowned this movie. He won't talk about it. Well, that's okay. Because I don't want to talk about him. I don't really have any like feelings on Jared Leto one way or the other. He's a little bit too like self-important, I think. Yeah. Um, I think there's some pretty kind of shady stuff that he's done. He does. He's a cult leader? I guess, question yeah. mark. Yeah. And then he he's a bit Call too like dad. he is a bit too like method. Like the things he did on like on like Yes, the, on, I think like, that's maybe maybe suicide why I like, feel mm. like that. I've heard that on on his last couple movies that yeah. he was like Method to the point of being like cruel to other yes, people. Yes, yeah. Like, so that's kind of get over yourself. Yeah, just right. Act, like yeah. Or um, just play in thirty seconds to Mars because they're really good and I like them. <laughs> I've not really listened to much of them, so I don't have any strong feelings. But I mean, I definitely thought he was dreamy. Oh, he's Jordan in- Catalano. I, I mean- never watched my so-called <gasps> life, but my sister did, and she was like obsessed with him. Yeah, I was more obsessed with Claire Danes. <laughs> well, I mean, they're, they're both. You know, yes, they're both yeah. great. That's one of those, like, you know, when, when people talk about shows that got robbed and should have had more seasons. Like, yep, I feel like that absolutely. was one that uh, 
that was was robbed yeah um i loved it just took me so right back to the 90s when they're at the frat party and they're playing zoot suit riot oh my god and i was yes. so in love with like ska music yeah in the like, the, 90s. like the, the swing revival yeah. music or, yeah, yeah i love that like, stuff all i listened to yes um and now in like 42 year old lady eyes too i'm like am i allowed to like the song Zoot Suit Riot. Yeah, because it's a little... the actual Zoot Suit Riot was a real thing and it was fucking awful. Yeah, it wasn't like, just like a like a three minute song. It was yeah, like, hmm, yeah. yeah, this was a real it's, it's thing in history like, that like you know, writing a happy little song about the Civil War. Like, right? it's, you know, it's which not I a guess thing. happens too. So, oh yeah, anyway, it is a fun song. It is. And it is. Yeah, I will jam out to it. So at the frat party, yes. You can fill in I this blank. I already know where you're going, and um, I don't know how to say this, but it's kind of my favorite scene. But I also understand that it's awful. And when I watched it this time, I was like, ooh, Laura's gonna hate that. Continue. <laughs> well, it's been nice, nice being friends with you, Dan. <laughs> so for anybody who's not familiar who might be listening, they microwave a dog. They do. I just <laughs> They microwave a dog. I just really like the way the scene is shot where they show his reaction in a whole bunch of like different cutscenes. I just really like the way that scene looks. Okay. I'm well, not happy that a dog got microwaved. Of course not. They microwave a dog. Which is an urban legend. There is an urban legend based on that. I know. That's why they did it. Yes. Yeah. Wrong urban legend. <sighs> Let's move on from that. But I like, genuinely, I love that scene. And I wish they would film more scenes like that. With those like just really quick like cutscenes for his mm. reaction. I really love the way they did that. Um, sometimes I find it weird when a movie does something like that like a real stylistic choice in like one one yeah yeah it's like what happened there yeah yeah. that seemed out of place it It was cool but it was out of place but whatever um so moving on from the dog's death to the dog owner's death yes uh you know my husband has to chime in every once in a while in these episodes that uh with something astute Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Last week, I made him watch the last half yes. of the movie with me because yes. I couldn't uh, sit through it by I'm myself. So this one, uh, we just happened to be in the same area of the house while I was yeah. watching it. He wasn't really watching it, but I guess that scene caught his eye. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and the, the killer pours Drano down his, his throat. Yeah. <laughs> and Todd just from the other... I hadn't heard a peep from him for, like, the whole rest of the movie, yeah. but he just pipes in, well, that cleaned out his pipes. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm like, warp, warp. yeah, there's my husband, the <laughs> non-dad making the daddest right? joke. Yeah, that, exactly. That is his genre of comedy is, is how dad can <laughs> I make this joke? Um, so then, so from here, I started really like getting caught up and thinking about who who is the killer? Yeah. I should know this. I know I've like a hundred, like there was zero question at this point that I'd seen. Yeah. Um, but I was really racking my brain trying to figure out who the killer was. And, and I feel like the movie 
was very fun in that regard. Like, it does a really good job of making yes. you think it's got to be this person. No, oh, it can't be that person. It's got to be this person. Like, there's at least four people that, or, well, there's, like, three people that it makes you want to think yes. that it is, yeah. and then it's none of them. Yeah, like, and is it is it Paul? Yeah. Is it, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, um, I can't remember if it's Paul or Wexler. Not, neither. Yeah, neither one. Um, yeah, by putting Robert England in that, you like you would think like, oh, well, he's going to be the killer. It wasn't even England. honestly. It took me a long time to figure out. I knew he was very familiar, but I couldn't oh, put my finger yeah, on I was, who I was that wondering. was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it was like almost at the end. Oh yeah, before I, I remembered who it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's like so. But it was known just for his... being Freddie that when you see him without the makeup, it's like I know that face. Who is that? Yeah, so then I was like, I'm really uh, having fun trying to figure out who it is. Like, yeah. I'm totally buying into this movie yeah. and and, uh, um, and having fun with, with the whodunit. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm like, what's well, a good thing my memory is so shit? There you go. See? It's like watching it the <laughs> first time. Always on the every right time. side. Um, so then we see that Wexler is dead in the trunk. And I'm yeah. like, okay, well, that answers there that. There you go. Yeah. So then is it is it Paul? But I don't feel like it's Paul. But maybe it's Paul. Yeah. Um. He does always seem to not be in the right yep. place at the right time. Yeah. And then I just got mad that Stanley Hall was allowed to exist in that condition for 25 years, all right? boarded up yeah. and stuff. Like, I don't care if a massacre happened there. Like, a university is looking for money. It's going to use every exactly. building available. It's yes. going to fix that up. and For sure. Yeah. yeah. Either fix it up or push it down. But it is clearly a safety hazard to have just a boarded up building yeah. that obviously is not very hard to get into because she just, like, climbs up the side of it. Yeah. I feel like there would be, like, people, like, squatting yeah. all over it. Oh, there. for sure. Yeah. yeah. And they just walk in and it's like, oh, it's a time capsule. I do love, though, when they do go into it and you see the, um, the bedrooms and there's these beautiful bed frames. Yes. I'm like, oh, I want that. Bed. Right? Yeah, exactly. If you're not using that, <laughs> take it off your hands. Once you're done uh, torturing that girl, <laughs> right? can I have yeah. your bed? Yeah. So then Natalie starts like going around this house when she gets in and seeing all the different dead bodies. And they all are like appear in different ways to her yes. when she opens yeah. the closet and he's hanging there yeah. or whatever. And I'm like, it's like a fun house of corpses. <laughs> it is a fun house of corpses. Which and then the twist is revealed. It's Brenda. Yep. Um, Rebecca Gayhart. And uh, I'm like, oh, fuck, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> it all came now. rushing back. Um, but, like, also, where did Rebecca Gayhart go? She was great. Like, yeah. I really, really liked her. Uh, she was on Beverly Hills 90210. Oh, was she? Yeah. She, in, like, the later years, she oh, okay. was... She married Dylan or was, like, living with oh, him or something. Okay. I think. Huh. But, um, yeah, I was just like, you haven't seen yeah, much of her yeah, lately. I and I, she's great. I really feel like she should have done more. Yeah, um, I feel like there's a few people in this movie where it's like, yeah, like, what happened to you? Even Alicia Witt, like, you don't see much of her anymore. Yeah, and maybe she was... she's doing stuff that I just is not in my... Yeah. Wheelhouse or yeah. whatever, but um and then she so she starts like telling Natalie the why yeah, this yeah. is happening and and then she starts like stabbing her with a scalpel and I yeah. had more slices. You're like, I'm out. Yeah. Fuck this. Um <laughs> 
And then I have a note here that says, Brenda's death scene is so dramatic. Yes. And then I went back and added an S to scene. Yes. <laughs> there's there's a few scenes, like a few kind of like little scenes at the end there where it's like, they just kind of went in and they're like, okay, Rebecca, this is like the end of like your character. Like really like turn it up to yeah. 11. And some of like her dialogue is like. Yes. It's like, like. I just, I don't remember exactly what she's saying, but I do recall her saying, Miss Thing. And it's like. <laughs> Please don't ever say that again. Oh, I missed a note. Um, also, I had I had notes for people on how they could have avoided dying. Uh, One of yes. them was Tara Reed's character in the radio station. Yeah. Um, she was in the elevator at one point. Stop the elevator between oh, floors. Yeah. yeah. I definitely wouldn't have thought of that. I just would have been like, well, hope this elevator travels faster than that person can run. Obviously, I didn't think about it in... I wouldn't have. I wouldn't think of it in the moment, but watching yeah. it as like a yeah. uh, armchair quarterback. Yeah, dummy. Why didn't you stop the elevator yeah. between floors? Yeah. She did her own uh, stunts in that. Oh, really? In that movie? Yeah. The uh, the part where she gets she She's falls like off dangling. like the. Yeah, she did that. It was with a harness, but mm. she did it all herself. Wow! Right on. Yeah. Um. So then, yeah, I was cringing at the slicing, and then I'm like, "Hey, wait, where's Paul? Maybe." Yeah, where's so then Paul? I had another moment of like. Are they in on it together somehow? Oh, yeah. Because then, yeah, it all came flooding back that that Brenda was the murderer. But then I was like, got overthinky for a minute um, <laughs> because of some plot holes. What are you talking about? Everything was sewn up nice and tight. Because Paul being in on it with her <clears throat> might have explained... How the fuck she moved around all those corpses, her tiny self? No, she did. She's been working out, okay? Oh, sorry. She, yes, is jacked, I guess. All of her strength and secrets are in her hair. <laughs> okay. That's, that's okay. what her hair contains. I will, uh, I will believe that. <laughs> but yeah, that last scene, like when they're in, no, I guess it's not the last scene, but the scene where they're in the Stanley Hall and, yeah. and yeah. you know, they're fighting and whatever. Her hair grows every second. Like, it's, yeah. it's got a gravitational pull by the time. Well, and they specifically, like, tamed her hair for most of the movie so that... So that it would look bananas. Well, and so that, like, you didn't... So that she didn't have curly hair for the whole thing, so that when you saw her hair, like, at the very end, and you see this person with, like, big hair, you're like, oh, who's the only person on campus who has this big hair? Mm. Brenda. It has to be Brenda. Yeah. Like, obviously, she's the killer, like, right away. But if you don't see her with this big hair for oh, the okay. whole thing, you're not, like, gonna clue in, like, right away right. kind of thing. Um, also, just a side note, that <laughs> Reese is the best character. She made yeah. the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then my last comment that I had about the whole thing was another, like, cried laughing. <laughs> the reference to Brenda the, the, being the girl in the Nogzima <laughs> commercial. commercial. Yes. yes. That, that was the one that I wrote down. And I was like, I'm going to write that down. I'm not sure if she's going like, to, yes. catch oh, it. Yes. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, I caught it. And yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Um, so, all in all, even though I had seen it and, and vaguely remembered yeah. stuff it was a, a, a fun it was just a f- yeah it, it really is. fun movie yes. to watch uh i would watch it again yeah 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 one of the few oh. very few that that uh i would of the horror side yeah. that i would say yes i i would watch that again willingly yes um so some of the plot holes made it a little like um the ones that really stuck out to me were like the fact that um, 
yeah, Brenda's like so tiny. How did she yeah, yeah. move around all these corpses and stuff? How did she go unnoticed like this? It yeah. Just, uh, but then the other one is just like, I mentioned in my synopsis, like she played a long game, but like, <laughs> how how long? Like this is a couple year long game. Yeah, yeah. Um, that like. Everything had to just line up so perfectly yes, that they that yeah. she was able to make good friends with Natalie, and she was able to. Then they both just happened to be taking this urban legend course at the exact same time. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like, so it was just. Uh, I'm like, yeah, a lot of things did really line up. Yeah. For- um, the janitor like was so random. Yes. Like. Um, there were like he needed more backstory or something yeah. like obviously he'd been around the the school for a long time or whatever but um even like the way he acted when he picked her up in the vehicle and he had this kind of creepy smile and stuff like yeah there there was some opportunities missed for there. sure yes um yeah there were a few like character things that i'm like this this could have been fleshed out a little bit yeah. more. And I mean, obviously, it can't be. It's, you know, they're limited by time yeah. and whatever. But, yeah. Um, yeah, there were things that I wish had been a little bit more For backstory sure. or whatever. Yeah. Um, but that being said, yeah, like I said, it was it was a, a fun watch. And uh, I gave it six parkas out of ten. Nice. Yeah. Um, the, the one death that always kind of sticks out to me where it's like, I get it but also come on was um natalie's roommate's death, oh Tosh, yes yeah where it's like like they, they set it up nicely where it's like hey don't turn on the light if like you know you come in and you hear me fucking like just keep the light yeah off. and so she's making noises like she's having sex when she's actually being like strangled to death yeah and natalie like goes turn the light off and she's like nope i'm just i'm not gonna Put on my jammies, wash my face, nothing. I'm just going to get right into bed, put on my earphones, and go yeah. to sleep. I'm going to close my eyes, and I'm going to keep them closed. And I'm going to instantly fall asleep. Yeah, and then in the morning, when they're, when she discovers that Tosh is dead, and so she's talking to the dean and yeah. Therese. And it's like, did you know that Tosh was manic depressive? Well, she painted half the room black, so I'm right. going to guess. And it's like, um, actually, not everyone um, actually. who is... Who is Manic depressive or bipolar, as we now call them, uh, paint half the room black. They're not being goth is not a symptom right. yes. of being manic yeah. depressive. Yeah, there were a couple things. Even like you know, obviously the dean was trying to explain things away, but it's like if you've slit your wrists to the point that there's that much blood, you do not have you. You can't write a big ass message on the wall like yeah, that's yes. not a suicide note. Obviously, yes, and like would you not be obligated as a as an educational institute to investigate any death that happened yes, on campus like absolutely. there should have been fingerprints and yeah yep, for sure yeah so yeah i feel like they kind of missed the opportunity to throw in the urban legend that if your roommate dies when you're in school you automatically get straight A's. Oh! <laughs> I've, I've always... I, I feel like other movies have done that and that's always kind of been a thing. Like, if you live on campus and your roommate dies, like, in your room or whatever, then you're just, like, automatically, like, pass all your classes through. for the year. I don't think I've ever heard that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, I were, mean, that seems reasonable. <laughs> it, it does. I don't think it's a legit thing. I think it's, you know, an urban legend, but I have heard it in various other places. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there were lots of, like, 
even when the kills weren't, like, there were urban legends that were used for the kills, but lots of other things that kind of just came up, like, throughout the movie, where it's like, oh, that's an urban legend. Mm, or, like, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's an urban legend. Or, yeah. So I liked how they kind of threw a whole bunch of things yeah, in there. Yeah. So it was fun. So Joshua Jackson was blonde in this movie, which was ill-advised. <laughs> um, you know, I I have, like, always loved Joshua Jackson, but... Can't get behind a, a the A little bit less with mm. the blonde okay. hair. Um, his hair was blonde because he was also filming Cruel Intentions at the same time. Oh, yeah. And he was blonde in that. And yeah. he was like, I'm just going to keep my hair blonde in case they need to, like, call me back for right. shoots or whatever. And so he just stayed blonde for that film as well. Um... That movie came out, like, well, around this time, because he was yeah. filming at the same yeah. time. And I remember I was, like, away at college already. So I was living in Alberta, and my sister was, like, a younger or middle teenager or whatever, so she was still at home. Mm-hmm. And we were talking on the phone one night, and she was like, oh, I, I watched uh, Cruel Intentions last night. Don't watch that movie when mom and dad are in the room. (laughs) Yeah, probably not. (laughs) Yeah. So every time I think of Cruel Intentions, I just think like, don't watch that movie when mom and dad. Yeah, we've all been there where it's like, (laughs) oh, oh, why did I pick this movie? Yeah, it's like I'm just going to stare straight ahead and not make any facial like reaction. I'm not going to look at anyone. I'm not going to do anything. And when the movie is over, I'm just going to stand up, go straight to my room. Yeah, (laughs) it is bedtime. Good night. (laughs) um yeah i guess that's all i have for my notes um i did see somewhere else where someone was like this was kind of the latest time period where they could have made this movie because now you hear some bullshit story and you're like i don't think that's true i'm gonna google it whereas back then like they they wouldn't have had smartphones like we barely you we had the internet but we didn't have the internet like we have the internet now yeah. it's I, not like as soon as i hear a story i'm gonna go google it yeah. it's like oh is that is that true maybe i don't know it yeah. sounds legit yeah i had a computer i bought a computer in 1998 when i started okay. university yeah and never would have even occurred to me to yeah. google something yeah to, no yeah. definitely not definitely not so yeah it's like if this movie was made any later it wouldn't have been as plausible. Yeah. But um, this movie was kind of, uh, like, credited with kind of kicking off uh, a sort of, like, urban legend craze, if oh. you will. Like, <clears throat> Snopes existed, but I think oh, it yeah. really got, like, popular after this. And people were oh, okay. really like, what is an urban legend? Yeah, what yeah. is it about? And then kind of, like... Good old Snopes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think we talked about Snopes a couple episodes ago. But I, I, I just have fond memories of just doing kind of looking at Snopes the way we would kind of do like Wikipedia now like look at this thing and then click on this link to go here and then click on this link to look at this thing and yeah 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 and then yeah. you end up going down like this crazy rabbit hole where yeah. it's like I started looking at cats and now I'm watching Metallica videos and it's 3am what? <laughs> I saw you'll appreciate this I saw a, a meme today that was like <laughs> kids now will see somebody in a Metallica shirt and say oh yeah names three Stranger Things episodes ah! right <laughs> yes man the episode where they played master puppets in stranger things though nice it was well done i still haven't seen it they uh I'll, all i have to say is that the uh the big 
like musical hit of the summer should have been Master of Puppets and not Running Up That Hill oh. by Kate Bush. <laughs> just Master. don't. I just don't like Kate Bush. There, I said it. That is a legitimate. Yeah. Uh, so many people are just like, oh, Kate Bush is coming back. It's so great. And it's like, eh, yeah. I don't yeah. know. It's fine. Yeah. We should make some good audios that TikToks can be made to. Like, legitimately, yeah. Like, it's just like, yeah. Yeah, I, I never really cared for her. but I, She was never on my radar before this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would rather listen to Tori Amos. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, there were many hours laying on my bedroom floor. Um, angsting to Tori Amos. Yes. <laughs> For sure. All right. Well, that's enough of back to school, I think. Yeah. Uh, so, by the time you hear this, we will be overseas. Or, well, we'll by the time back. you hear this, we'll be, like, getting back. Yes. Just back. Yes. So. Um, but as of recording, we have not even left yet. But so, by the time uh, this comes out, we will be home. It'll so. All be but a memory. This is your last episode for us to only be slightly insufferable about it. Yeah. <laughs> then when we come back, we'll be super insufferable about our trip in the memories. Like, remember when we did the, we did the thing? thing? And then and you made we me did do that the thing? thing? And then we, yeah. And then, hello, governor! And then that's how I got kicked out of the British Museum. <laughs> I'm just I bet, gonna... I bet you're wondering how I got here. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm just gonna have the... Um, Joey Tribbiani hat and walk around saying, <laughs> London, baby. Um, so next episode that we will record when we get back, yeah. uh, we're going to revisit some things that we visited earlier. And we're going to watch some sequels. Yes. So I'm going to make you watch Bridget Jones 2, The Edge of Reason. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> yes. Bridget Jones 2, Electric Boogaloo. Um, and I had to do a lot of thinking because I had you, I was like, you're going to either watch this movie or this movie. And I couldn't decide which one. I finally made my mind up like two days ago. (laughs) You're going to watch Friday the 13th part four. Okay. The final chapter before the next eight chapters. (laughs) The final chapter. Yeah. The final chapter. Do, 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 do. So, until then, rate, review, subscribe on all your favorite podcatchers. Yes. You can send us an email at loveandhorrorpodcast at gmail.com. I forgot, like, how emails worked for me. I was like, do I have to say at first or what? Wow. Real good. We're doing real good. I think we're ready for a vacation. I'm ready for bed or a drink or something. All of the above. Yeah. Um, You can find us on Instagram at Love and Horror Podcast. I am at Deanne Teresa. I'm at Calamity underscore Laura. I love it. You can send us a couple of dollars at coffee, uh, ko-fi.com slash Love and Horror Podcast. And remember, all is fair in love and horror. Happily ever after. Yeah. In love and horror. Oh.